0: This is a Federal News Network podcast.
1: Federal agencies now have a clear roadmap of how to achieve the Biden administration's goal of improving cybersecurity from the application to the network and across the data layers. The Office of Management and Budget's final zero trust strategy released just last week is both prescriptive and flexible enough to act as a starting point for this three year journey. Chris Darusha is the Federal Chief Information Security Officer at OMB. He tells Federal News Network's Jason Miller and Justin Doubleday how this final strategy brings several other ongoing cyber efforts under one umbrella.
0: Our goals here were to define what does zero trust mean for the federal government and make sure that we're creating a clear plan of action for agencies to follow over the next three years. I do think we've achieved those goals and you know we've got some consistent starting points Now for all of those agencies and what we'll be able to do because of that is fund and measure progress and then be able to even benchmark that progress across the enterprise and see how we're doing across the board. So I think having this strategy in place creates those opportunities and it's really exciting to have that on the deadlines. The 30 day is ensuring that there is a appropriate lead at each agency identified and empowered to go through this journey. We know it crosses it and business cones in any agency And then the 60-day deadline is really about submitting a clear plan of action, both on the implementation side
1: and on the budget side, back to OMB. So I want to talk about that first person, the the, the empowered to go through it. How do you ensure, and maybe it should be, and I know OMB is not saying it should be X person or Y person, but it's easily to say, oh, the CISO is going to be in charge or the CIO is going to be in charge. And all of a sudden they put on another hat and that hat is their 10th hat of the day. And you don't necessarily have that belly button to push. I'm using all my uh, cliches here, but how are you ensuring that it's actually somebody who this will be either their full-time job or close to it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Look, I mean, as in anything, agencies are busy and resource constrained. So I think we'll have to be reasonable, but we completely agree. And we'll be pushing on that and really making sure that they've picked the the person who's going to have the right amount of focus and the right reach across the agency to lead this. And I think my experience there is sometimes it's the CISO and sometimes it may be somebody else. And we're just going to be asking the right questions to ensure the right person's being selected.
1: Because so much of this, as you know, Chris, is is personality driven. How well agencies do, how much progress they make is less about the technology and more about that culture change. So I, I think that's good. On the implementation plan, are there certain things OMB is going to be looking for in those plans? I mean, yes, to address those five pillars that CISA laid out. Yes, to address the goals within the strategy. But I'm thinking more, what are the types of things that are going to be really important to you?
0: The way we wrote this strategy was intentional, in that, though there's a number of actions throughout, I believe it's around 19 or 20. We did not intentionally say each one of those needs to be completed by X date. And that is this 60-day task is each agency is at a different phase of this journey across these five pillars. There's a lot of different tools and capabilities involved, as you know, sitting behind the five pillars. What we're asking them to do is take a clear assessment of where they have maturity, where they have a plan, and where they've got a gap. And then let's focus now in 22 right now on all the things that they can do and should do, and then make sure that they're putting the plans in place that we can then appropriately fund for those things that they're going to need to do next. So each agency is going to have somewhat of a different ordering to fulfilling the whole plan. Now, that said, I do believe we are going to emphasize certain pillars and certain sections of the plan over others. For example, identity. I think we all know in Zero Trust Journey, you got to have a strong core identity. And we're pushing on MFA, something we've been doing for years, but we're doubling down and we're putting the appropriate emphasis on
1: it, I believe. So, you know, that's kind of how we're thinking about it, Jason. When you look back over the last six months, nine months after you all uh, released the draft strategy, what has changed to this final one? What did the comments tell you about this final strategy, how to get the path to get there?
0: We got a lot of detailed very insightful comments. And a lot of that was technical analysis. You know, we had people from academia, cross government, industry, uh, folks who've been on the journey. And we took all that feedback, and we really integrated it throughout the strategy. So, for example, we were very tuned to something that got pointed out a lot that the new guidance here may overlap or conflict with other guidance. And we did get that feedback. And so we created a new section in this latest draft called policy alignment. Or we just took that head on and described exactly how it interacts with any previous policy that that it might. So, you know, that was one way. Um, We also spent a lot of time with NIST and CISA, making sure that our language is all lined up with the frameworks that they've developed, because that's crucial. We need full one government aligned strategy and approach. And that was very important to us. And so we did a lot of work. And the changes to make sure that that was in place and it was nice to have the extra time to be able to get that right. You know, and also I think that the overall frame, the objectives of the strategy, while they stayed static, a lot of that rewritten language was just to ensure that we also weren't being overly prescriptive and potentially not stand the test of time in what we believe are the right answers today. And that was tricky. There were some things that we kind of backed off on, standards that maybe are still being debated and it's not clear where where the forward is. We may have pulled back in other areas, just gave more room for how to implement, for example, on the goal. So those are like a lot of the type of changes that one would see they dissected the first version.
1: Hey, Chris, I wanted to ask about the resourcing strategy here. Obviously, you guys want agencies to start implementing immediately. How are you expecting agencies to kind of fund these plans? Do you think that they may already have some of this in place or will... The bulk of this have to wait until fiscal twenty
0: twenty-four. Great question, Justin. So the nice thing about having that draft, again, where the pillars and the key core capabilities were settled back the end of last summer, was that was in time for the twenty three budget conversation. And so without going into too much detail, I can tell you that it was a key emphasis and priority that we placed On the cyber budgets for all agencies, we worked closely with each resource management officer and agency CIOs and CISOs to make sure that they were prioritizing zero trust capabilities and specifically some of the things of strategy. So, so the good news is, is like we didn't lose the 23 cycle, which it's tough, right? When you, with the way the budget cycles line up to technology investments, you can't afford to. And so, so we didn't, which is great. And then when you look at the 60-day plans, that's really about right now is the time when we want to get 24 right. And so that's building off of that 23 investments and really making sure that we're focused on the right 24 investments right now. So that's the kind of next order of focus.
1: The strategy lays out some common path, but talk maybe a little bit about the other ways you're going to reduce this uncertainty. There's pilots, there's shared services, there's data standards. There's all these other pieces that can come together to help agents move them more quickly, especially as, with all due respect, agencies potentially are waiting for funding. Our focus
0: in the months and years ahead is really just working hand-in-hand with the agencies throughout this implementation process and make sure that they have the right tools and support that they need to meet the goals we set out in the strategy. You know, just to say it to me. This is the starting line with the release of the strategy, right? Like that's how I view it. Agencies have been working on a lot of capabilities in many places, but this is us coming together with the clear forward plan that we're going to emphasize. And we do know and understand that it's all an implementation and we're going to be very focused on that move forward. You mentioned shared services. You know, I think the CISA shared services play a big role here in the government strategy and also in this plan here. You know, you talk about DNS, vulnerability disclosure, asset discovery, CDM, continuous diagnostics mitigation, right? These are certainly key programs that CISA is working on that are going to support implementation of various pieces of the plan. And we absolutely intend on making sure that agency practices that are working in one place are working government-wide, and CISA can help with that. And we can lift that up here at OMB by bringing people together and making sure we're sharing what's working There's a lot to do here, but I think it's exciting. I think everyone's pretty energized and informing around now that we've got a construct here that we can do that.
1: Chris Darusha is the Federal Chief Information Security Officer at the Office of Management and Budget, speaking with Federal News Network's Jason Miller and Justin Doubleday. Check out their story at federalnewsnetwork.com.
2: Hello, and welcome to the Lessons in Leadership podcast. I'm your host, Shane Canfield, CEO of WEPA.
3: Worked during the week uh, in a full-time job and then clean houses on the weekend, but also took care of elderly folks and a staunch advocate for elderly rights. Um, So that was probably the, the first leader. And then I would say the second leader,
2: As a company grows, WEPA is growing as well. And you are so spot on. We have, as as leaders, we have to let go and trust those people that work for us and empower them to do their job and then let them roll. And that's not always easy.
3: This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you're sending money to. Second.